Hi, Chelsea. Hello, Taryn. How's it going? Oh, just dandy. How's it going with you? Good. I feel like I haven't talked to you. I don't think I don't think we've like I'm nah, just kidding. We call pretty consistently. We just went like two days without being able to call each other, and that felt like a very long time. It, it did feel like a very long time, and I feel like a lot of our recent phone calls have been like very brief. Like we yes. haven't been able to just like sit and talk for a hot minute. But here we are. This is here why we started we are. this. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> well, we don't have a lot of time. I don't want to say we don't have a lot of time today. We're in. And we actually have a time frame that we have to record in instead of just being able to babble on as long as we would like. Um, But tell me about your weekend. You got to hang out with Coleman for your anniversary. So happy Mm -hmm. things, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, we had our our four-year anniversary. So we went and got massages. (gasps) No way. Are you serious? It felt so good. I want to do that with Andrew so bad. And if this day isn't indicative of my, like, what my marriage is like, I don't know what it is. Because we're like, let's plan something super fun and relaxing. So we went and get massages. We went out to this cute little local cafe. And then immediately went rock climbing. <laughs> and undid straight everything we just... Straight to jail, Chelsea. Straight to jail. We did <laughs> so it we in like... the wrong order. <laughs> So we went rock climbing. It was super fun, actually. And then we went to a movie trivia night with our friends, which we lost very badly. Um, But whatever. I'm not mad. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Daniel. (laughs) But yeah, it was it was just fun. It was just nice to hang out, be married still. I don't know. (laughs) That's good. But what about you? How has your week been? It was good. Um, I feel like, so this, going into this week, I have this week and then two more weeks of school left. And after next week, the seniors are done. So we like have a whole week where the seniors are gone. They're done. They're, they've graduated and we still have school. So I see the light. I see it. It's so close. I still have to wake up every day to get closer to that light. So it's it's coming. But this weekend we babysat um, my niece and nephews, one of my sister-in-laws and her husband went out of town. They went to Belize for the week. And so we watched the kids just this weekend. We kind of rotated out with another aunt. But at one point, my 16-year-old niece was on the phone with her friend. She's like, yeah, my, my aunt just made this tree. And then so once I get some, I'm going to leave. And I was like, aunt. What do you mean, aunt? I was like, oh, that's me. I am the aunt of a 16-year-old child. And I was like, this is, I know I should be used to it. We've been married for over a year. But the whole age dynamic of I have, like, I have a 19-year-old nephew. Hmm. It's strange. It's very strange. So, anyway, so we watched them. And it was fun. They were pretty easy kids. Like, they... They kind of took care of themselves. And then we were done with that on Sunday. (sighs) Excuse me. And that's kind of been it. It's kind of... Andrew has finals this week. And then he's leaving me on Thursday. His last final is Wednesday. And then he's going camping and and fishing for four days without me. It's fine. I'm fine. Coleman's also leaving this weekend, so... 
I know. We're both going to be alone, so that's why we're just going to just have a FaceTime call consistently for, like, 24 hours. Just not hang up all weekend. <laughs> yep. All weekend. Let's just see how long it can go. Oh, man. I wonder how long it will go. Pretty Maybe long. We'll have to try it just in the background. <laughs> I feel like I could then 100% see us just, like, FaceTiming each other and setting the phone down and just doing our own thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I... I really love that. So that's all I have going on this week. And I do find out this comes out tomorrow. I will find out before the next episode where I will be working next year. So that's exciting and a little nerve wracking. I was like waiting all day for my boss to come in and tell me, but he didn't come in today. I think he'll come in on Wednesday. So I will update you guys next week. Not that any of you really care because we care. Why do you keep saying that, Taryn? No, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I just... Good point, Kay. I'm sorry, Chelsea. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just amazed that anybody cares about us. I think people care. People care, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Um, We have gotten... Received? I don't know. I'm going to use gotten. I know gotten isn't probably a proper word, but we have 50 new followers in the last, like, two weeks. What? Did you notice that? (laughs) That is crazy. Let us go. Our reels have been kicking butt. I cannot tell you why. (laughs) But even my one yesterday that I posted of, post, posted? Wow. Posted (laughs) of me in my nightgown. It got, like, 20 point something thousand views. Why? I don't know. I made it in like five minutes. Who but knows? It is. Let it go down in the record. It was the first reel I have ever made that made my husband laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why it got posted. Oh, I love Andrew. Oh, man. It was, I showed him. I was like, can you please just watch this? He's like, why am I looking at pictures of nightgowns? And then I showed him because I put on my nightgown and I walked out. and <laughs> And he was just like, what what, what is, is happening, happening? I was like don't you think it's like super cute and it was so funny I shouldn't tell this story mom don't listen um but I have like you know how I have like that nightgown that I wore and then you have like a cute like sexy nightgown that's very different for very different purposes mm-hmm. and I told Andrew I was gonna go put on my nightgown and he was like I mean we can go right now like that's totally fine and so I was like okay give me a minute so I walk <laughs> And I put on that nightgown and I walked back out and he was like, no, absolutely not. The not. not the nightgown he was expecting. Nope. It was I, one of the proudest moments of my life. I, I just think, I'm just like picturing that in my head. And I feel like he would not be amused like at all. Initially he'd be like, what is happening? The thing is, too, like, we have been married for over a year and a half, and this nightgown has never seen the light of day. So it, he didn't know I owned it. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I want to buy a nightgown. It's pretty beautiful. Let's find cute ones, because this one, I love it. So I actually, my friend Kaylin bought this one for me years ago. We got matching ones. So... It's just fun to have. So I highly recommend it. But that was my day yesterday. And that's nice. where that reel came from. <laughs> Delightful. Oh, man. 
Okay. Well. Oh, before we get into the stories, this episode is coming out on a Tuesday. This Sunday is Mother's Day. So now that my mother is listening again, and hopefully not too disappointed in me, um, <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thanks for being our most loyal listener, I think. Maybe you stopped listening a while ago. I don't know. Just kidding. She texts me every time she <laughs> listens to the episode and tells us that we're funny and it m- makes my entire day. So, <laughs> so happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah. Kylie. Kylie, I know you're a mom. Happy Mother's Day. Kylie's mom. Your mom's a mom. Kylie is a mom. Yeah. I don't there you go. know any other Your moms mom. that listen, but I'm sure they're out there. Happy Mother's oh. Day. Happy Mother's Day, Andy Gooch. I know that she listens. Oh. I don't know other moms, though. Yep. There we go. Well, message us if you're a mom and we'll wish you a happy mother's day. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Chelsea, now you now you may tell explain what we're doing today. Um, For those who've been around, we've done a couple of these. This is a Fairy Tales Tuesday Tales part trace. Um, you remember when we named the second one the sequel <laughs> and we laughed about it for a year? <laughs> I still have no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that's one of the only things we've done on this podcast that made Coleman laugh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the squeakle. Well, we did it Part him. three. <laughs> After hours this edition. Just, just kidding. Three. It's not. <laughs> it is. I'm not going to say what time it is. Okay. So, we've each picked a fairy tale that we're going to read. Um, I've picked a classic fairy tale. I don't know what the crap is happening at Taryn's house. (laughs) I googled weird fairy tales and here we are. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Should I read mine first? Yes, since you have the more normal one, I will leave them scarred before we leave. Okay, perfect. Um... So I've picked the um, Grimm's brother version of Rapunzel and man oh man guys. First of all, I did not know, okay, Rapunzel's the name of, of a plant? Didn't know that. Fancy. I was Also, aware. the same plant is called a rampion. And I'm... Marissa Meyer deserves a shout out. If you've read Cinder, the name of the ship that they fly around is the Rampion. And they're... Anyway, I think it's hilarious. Anyways, that's pretty funny. Side note. Um, I'm going to skip the beginning because it's not as fun. But basically, there is a farmer and his wife who live next door to an enchantress. And they are trying to get pregnant. Um, oh no, she's with child. She's with child at this point. And she is sitting there and looks out the window, sees their neighbor's beautiful garden and says, I am so hungry and that looks so good. And husband, if you don't go get it for me right now, I'm going to die. So the husband says, oh no. So he sneaks into the enchantress's garden and tries to steal her Rapunzel's. Um, And she says, excuse me, no, 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 sir. And he's like, please, my wife said she's going to die if she doesn't get this. So she's like, you know what? That's fair. Realistic. You can take as many as you want, but you have to give me your firstborn child. To which this father says, you betcha. Deal. (laughs) Deal. Seems like a good idea. 
So obviously, um, in his terror, he consents. His wife gives birth, and uh, Enchantress shows up and steals the child away and names her Rapunzel. Rapunzel grew into the most beautiful child beneath the sun. When she was 12 years old, the Enchantress shut her into a tower, which lay in a forest and had neither stairs nor door, but quite at the top was a little window. When the Enchantress wanted to go in, she placed herself beneath it and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down thy hair to me. Rapunzel had magnificent long hair, fine as spun gold, and when she heard the voice of the Enchantress, she unfastened her braid tresses, wound them around one of the hooks of the windows above, and then the hair fell 20 L's down, and the Enchantress climbed up by it. After a year or two, it came to pass that the king's son rode through the forest and went by the tower, which I would like to point out that at this point, Rapunzel is 13 or 14. You know, it makes perfect just sense. A good, just a, a good side perfect note. I was doing the math. Yeah, just doing the math. Um, then he heard a song which was so charming that he stood still and listened. This was Rapunzel, who, in her solitude, passed her time in letting her sweet voice resound. The king's son wanted to climb up to her and look for the door of the tower, but none was to be found. He rode home, but the singing had so deeply touched his heart that every day he went out into the forest and listened to it. Once, when he was thus standing behind a tree, he saw that an enchantress came there, and he heard how she cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down thy hair. Then Rapunzel let down the braids of her hair, and the enchantress climbed up. If that is a ladder by which one mounts, I will go, I will for once try my fortune, said he. And the next day, when it began to grow dark, he went to the tower and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down thy hair. Immediately, the hair fell down, and the king's son climbed up. At first, no Rapunzel was about the very different voice, very different the voice. male voice, clearly not an old woman. <laughs> okay, well, to be fair, she's like thirteen, fourteen, so like not. I think a fourteen-year-old knows the difference between the same voice she's heard every day for who knows how long, and this fair man. <laughs> at, at first, Rapunzel was terribly frightened when a man such as her eyes had never yet beheld, came to her. But the king's son began to talk to her quite like a friend and told her that his heart had been so stirred that it had let him have no rest and he had been forced to see her. Then Rapunzel lost her fear and when he asked her if she would take him for her husband, she saw that he was young and handsome. She thought, he will love me more than old Dame Gothel does. And she said <laughs> yes. And laid her hand Better on than this his. old witch I've been living with. <laughs> And that's a good reason to get married. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I will. Uh, she said, I will willingly go away with thee, but I do not know how to get down. Bring with thee a skein of silk every time that thou comest, and I will weave a ladder with it. And when that is ready, I will descend, and thou wilt take me away on thy horse. They agreed that until that time, he should come to her every evening, for the old woman came by day. The enchantress remarked nothing of this until once Rapunzel said to her, Tell me, Dame Gothel, how it happens that you are so much heavier for me to draw up than the young king's son. He is with me in a moment. Ah. What an idiot. <laughs> First of all, why are you so much heavier than him? <laughs> what? Ugh. She's 13. It's fine. She's 13. I'll let it slide. Whatever. <clears throat> 
No, it's um, not. This is not okay. <laughs> just like, what? Why? Like, you could have gone away with this. She didn't suspect anything. And you were like, I know it would be a good idea. Bringing up this, like, secret illicit thing that I'm doing with that, like, you. she locked you in a tower. She clearly doesn't want you interacting with people. Whatever. Whatever. <clears throat> but you gotta, you gotta make her feel uncomfortable about her weight that's the, point like, that's the thing i'm like even the way she told her was like seriously like oh <laughs> uh. ah that wicked child cried the enchantress what do i hear thee say i thought i had separated thee from the world and yet thou hast deceived me in her anger she clutched rapunzel's beautiful tresses wrapped them twice round her left hand seized a pair of scissors with the right and snip snap they were cut off and the lovely braids lay on the ground. And she was so pitiless that she took poor Rapunzel into a desert where she had to live in great grief and misery. On the same day, however, that she cast out Rapunzel, the enchantress in the evening fastened the braid of hair which she had cut off to the hook of the window. And when the king's son came and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down thy hair. She let the hair down. The king's son ascended, but he did not find his dearest Rapunzel above, but the enchantress who gazed at him with wicked and venomous looks. Aha! She cried mockingly. Thou wouldst fetch thy dearest. (laughs) You fool! (laughs) Thou would- Sorry. (laughs) Thou wouldst fetch thy dearest, but the beautiful bird still sits no more singing in the nest. The cat has got it and will scratch out thy eyes as well. Rapunzel's lost to thee. Thou will never see her more. And the king's son was beside himself with pain, and in his despair, he leapt down from the tower. Makes sense, makes sense. Makes sense, makes sense. He escaped with his life, but the thorns into which he fell pierced his eyes. Then he wandered, quite blind, about the forest, ate nothing but roots and berries, and did nothing but lament and weep over the loss of his dearest wife. Thus, he roamed about in misery. Apparently, just wait! They weren't married, wait! (laughs) No, she said, she said yes. I don't, I don't I know. know but... okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. Thus, <laughs> thus, he roamed about in misery for some years. And at length came, came to the desert where Rapunzel, with the twins to which she had given birth, a boy and a girl, lived in wretchedness. <laughs> he heard a voice and it seemed so familiar to him that he went toward it. And when he approached, Rapunzel knew him and fell on his neck and wept. And two of her tears wetted his eyes, and they grew clear again, and he could see with them as before. And he led her to his kingdom, where he was joyfully received, and they lived for a long time afterwards, happy and content. The end. Which, you know, props for being, like, one of the only grim fairy tales that has, like, a semi-happy ending. semi-happy ending. (laughs) But I got to that point where I was like, his wife, and then she was like, with the twins, and I was like, Excuse me. Yeah, so you know, um, not quite like Tangled, but pretty similar. I feel like that's a story that parents would use. Like, wait, like they could be like, wait, mom, where did the babies come from? Well, they came because she disobeyed her mom, like, or disobeyed <laughs> the the witch. That's how it happened. Gothel. <laughs> At least he was more attractive than Dame Gothel. And lighter, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> and I like that just skipped. Wow. He's like, and he wandered in the wilderness for years. I'm like, where were his parents? Like, if he's a prince, like, where, what? Why was no one looking also, for him? 
how did he survive that long blind in the forest just picking up random berries and eating them? <laughs> Guaranteed, I would die with my sight being in the forest for three years. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, um, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the moral of the story? Did you Google it? No, should we Google it? Yeah, Let's I see. love the internet's explanations of fairy tale morals. What? Oh no, oh no. What is the moral of Rapunzel? Moral. When something is destined to happen, then no one, no matter how much power one has, can stop that from happening. What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't ever understand the morals of these stories. We're going to try a different website. Is you can't Let's keep see. your children from all the evils of the world. All right, I okay. maybe. It's a tale of caution for parents. Oh, this one says um, various interpretation of the moral of Rapunzel concerned the inevitability of the life cycle and procreation. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> You didn't teach her and she figured it out, Gothel. <laughs> oh, Rapunzel's hair stands as the symbol of her guardian's trust and her maidenhood. I hate what? that. I hate, <laughs> I hate the word maidenhood. That makes me oh angry. Oh my gosh. Well, now I'm just going to have the Tangled song stuck in my head. I feel well, like I'm so- going to say... <clears throat> The, the moral of the story is you can't keep your children from all the evils of the world. That's what I'm going to go with. Because that's the one that makes, like, semi-sense to me. I like that one. That one makes the most sense to me. Yep. That's our story and we're sticking with it. Hey. At least nobody, like... I mean, I know that he, like, threw himself out of a building and somehow landed face first onto the thorns and survived. But at least we didn't lose body parts, like in other stories. Like in so many others. Here's the other thing. Um, As far as, like, plot development goes, it's really lacking. Because what happened (laughs) to Mother Gothel? You know? Like, this story doesn't... She... First of all, where did she not go visit Rapunzel in the desert? Did she drop Rapunzel in the desert and just be like, I'm done with you, you know? Because also... I didn't read this part, but she promises Rapunzel's parents that she would love her as her own. Mm-mm-mm-mm. She's dropped her in the desert. Never well, spoke to her again. If we're loving them, if she loved them, loved her as much as her parents did, they also kind of ditched her in like the life <laughs> equivalent of a desert. So fair. I feel like she kept her word. <laughs> They're like mm, food, child food. Have the child. Uh, I just really want that food. Whatever. It was just so dramatic. She's like, I to f- need to eat it or to I'm going to die. Yeah. Just like, oh man. I mean, I'm like, she's a pregnant woman. She's ever prone watched- to a little exaggerism. Exaggeration. Exaggerism? Yes, you heard me. Come up with when we record. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Into the Woods? Of course I have. Agony is one of the best songs. Um, I 
that's how I know most of the actual story of Rapunzel because that one has more of the actual real fairy tale stories mm-hmm. in that whole compilation, the whole mixture I made, of all the stories. I made Coleman watch Into the Woods with me. Um, I didn't explain anything about what it was. <laughs> and so, you know, it's kind of like the first half is like a cute little fairy tale singing songs, you know, and then the second half, like, Things take a turn very quickly. Everything just and- blows up. <laughs> and Coleman is like, what are we watching? Like, why? what is going on? And I was like, it's Into the Woods. And he was like, this is very creepy. And I was like, yes, now you get it. And he was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the club. I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's worth it. Like, honestly, agony. That's just. It's so funny. It's just so funny. <sighs> I won't sing it. Did you know that the actor that plays Rapunzel's prince is the prince in the live action Aladdin? One of the princes that comes to marry uh, Jasmine? <gasps> really? Billy Magnuson. That's like when he's like, it's a big kitty cat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That's him. Oh my gosh. That's that hilarious. That is fantastic. There um, you go. There's your little bit of uh, trivia I, today. I had to go see a play my freshman year for my humanities class. And the local theater group was doing Into the Woods. And I'd never seen it. So I went to go see this play, like, by myself, little 18-year-old, driving up to Orem, sit through this play, and I was just like, what the crap is my life right now? (laughs) Went to that play completely by myself. It was super funny. They did a phenomenal job. But I was just like, I don't understand life. Also, the wolf is just so predatory, and it's very creepy. I was like, mm, no, Welcome thank you. Welcome to the world of Into the Woods. It's very strange. No, thank you. Speaking of strange stories, I don't think you're ready for this, Chelsea. I'm so excited. Like, just the name in and of itself is, like, kind of strange, but I'm really excited to see just how deep the strangeness goes. So this probably, here's the thing. It's not the strangest, but I'm going to show you pictures, and I will post pictures on our story. Of illustrations of this character. (laughs) Nightmare inducing. I'm just going to tell you that now. Do I have like a trigger warning Maybe don't look at it, Chelsea. Yeah, I will put a trigger warning up. So the name of my story is, has a few different titles, but the one that I'm reading is called Hans, My Hedgehog. Okay? This is another story that is collected by the Grimm brothers because they didn't write all of them. They kind of just heard stories and Mm -hmm. put them into collections. So I don't know, I didn't research like the whole background of the story, but there you go. So, are you ready? This isn't very long, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. But we'll pause. Okay. We'll pause for for chats, okay? okay. <clears throat> Once upon a time, there was a peasant who had money and land enough, but as rich as he was, there was still something missing from his happiness. He had no children with his wife. Aww, very sad. Another another Struggling family. This problem starts with the babies. (laughs) Often, 
When he went to the city with the other peasants, they would mock him and ask him why he had no children. Which, Kate, come on. We need to not do that. What the crap? I know. That's dark. (laughs) You don't have kids. I'm like, I don't really like this. (laughs) Whoa. He finally became angry. And when he returned home, he said, I will have a child, even if it is a hedgehog. No. Let that marinate for a minute. No. Then his wife had a baby, and the top half was a hedgehog, and the bottom half was a boy. When she saw the baby, she was horrified and said, Now see what you have wished upon us. I I already have a loss. (laughs) I'm lost for words. No. No. That Uh, is not how it works, my friends. My (laughs) dude. Not how it works. The man said, it cannot be helped. The boy must be baptized, but we cannot ask anyone to be his godfather. The woman said, and the only name that we can give him is Hans my Hedgehog. No! What the... Uh, What? (laughs) When he was baptized, the pastor said... Because of his quil- his quills, he cannot be given an ordinary bed. So they put a little straw behind the stove and laid him in it. Then he could not drink from his mother, for he would have had he would have stuck her with his quills. He lay there behind the stove for eight years, and his father grew tired of him and thought, if only he would die. But he did not die, but just lay there. <laughs> Please explain to me how having a I'm just gonna tell you no, I can't. <laughs> hedgehog child is better. And like people are less likely to make fun of you if you have a half hedgehog child as opposed to no child. Please explain to me what is happening I here. Know. I don't think I don't think he was being serious about I thought he I think he probably intended for a whole hedgehog, not the whole half and half <laughs> situation, the terrifying monster that he created. <laughs> It's like a freaking Frankenstein over there. I'm convinced the hedgehog portion comes from the terrible father. So I'm just going to put that Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, it happened that there was a fair in the city and the peasant wanted to go. He asked his wife what he should bring her. A little meat, some bread rolls, and things for the household, she said. Then he asked the servant girl and she wanted a pair of slippers and some fancy stockings, which that is a bold servant. The mom's like, just some food. And she's like, I would like some fancy new shoes and probably some cool (laughs) stockings. And the dad's like, deal. And finally, he also said, Hans, my hedgehog, what would you like? (laughs) Father, he said, I want you to guess right now what he's going to ask for. Because I guarantee you're not going to get it right. (laughs) A wife. Bring me some bagpipes. (laughs) It's not Chelsea. This story never ends. Like Bring I, the insanity does not parts. stop. He's like, "What oh, more man. can I do to annoy my father?" I'm gonna learn the bad parts. <laughs> when the peasant returned home, he gave his wife what he had brought for her: meat and bread rolls. Then he gave the servant girls the slippers and fancy stockings. And finally, he went behind the stove and gave Hans, my hedgehog, the bagpipes. When when Hans had them. 
He said, Father, go to the blacksmith and have my rooster shod. Then I will ride away and never come back again. I forgot to Google. I'm pretty sure it just meant like get a saddle for him. A saddle for the rooster, Chelsea, the rooster. Makes sense. He's half hedgehog. Yes. The father was happy to get rid of him. So he had his rooster shod. And when it was done, Hans climbed on it and rode away. He took the pigs and donkeys with him to tend in the forest. Naturally. Mm Mm-hmm. In the forest, the rooster flew into a tall tree with him. There he sat and watched over the donkeys and pigs. He sat there for years until finally the herd had grown large. His father knew nothing about him. While sitting in the tree, he played his bagpipes and made beautiful music. One day, a king came by. He was lost and heard the music. He was amazed to hear it and sent a servant to and sent a servant to look around and see where it was coming from. He looked here and there, but only saw a little animal sitting high in a tree. It looked like a rooster up there with a hedgehog sitting on it making the music. The king said to the servant that he should ask him why he was sitting up there and if he knew the way back to his kingdom. Then Hans climbed down from the tree and told him that he would show him the way if the king would promise in writing to give him the first thing that greeted him at the royal court upon his arrival. The king thought, I can do that easily enough. Hans cannot understand writing, and I can put down what I want to. Then the king took pen and ink and wrote something, and after he had done so, Hans showed him the way, and he he arrived safely at home. His daughter saw him coming from afar and was so overjoyed that she ran to meet him and kissed him. He thought about Hans and told her what had happened, that he was supposed to have promised the first thing that greeted him to a strange animal that rode on a rooster and made beautiful music. (laughs) But instead, he had written that this would not happen, for, for Hans cannot read. The princess was happy about this and said it was a good thing, for she would not have gone with him in any event. Hans tended the donkeys and pigs, was of good cheer, and sat in the tree and sat in the tree blowing on his bagpipes. Now it happened that another king came his way with servants and messengers. He too got lost and did not know the way back home because the forest how, was so large. How do they not? Too, I, I don't <laughs> understand, Chelsea. I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. I'll let it go. Everybody's getting lost. Why are there so many traveling kings as well in this same forest? That seems unsafe. All right. All he right. He too heard the beautiful music from afar and asked one of his messengers to go and see what it was and where it was coming from. The messenger ran to the tree and he saw Hans astride the rooster. The messenger also asked him what he was doing up there. I'm tending my donkeys and pigs. What is it that you want? Replied Hans. The messenger said that they were lost and could not find their way back to their kingdom and asked if he would show if he could show them the way. Then Hans climbed down from the tree with his rooster and told the old king that he would show him the way if he would give him the thing that he first met at home before the royal castle. The king said yes and signed a promise to Hans. I just want to know that every single time Hans's name comes up, it really does say Hans my hedgehog. Like that's his full name is Hans my hedgehog. Hans my hedgehog. But I'm yeah. just yeah, but I'm Shortening just saying it to Hans. Hans. It's just a cute little nickname. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when that was done, Hans rode ahead on his rooster showing them the way, and the king safely reached his kingdom. When the king arrived at court, there was great joy. Now he had an only daughter who was very beautiful. She ran out to him, threw her arms around his neck, and kissed him, and was ever so happy that her old father had returned. She asked him where he had been during his long absence, and he told her how he had lost his way and almost had not made it home again, but there was... but. 
but that he was making his way through a great forest. He had come upon a half hedgehog, half human, astride a rooster, sitting in a tall tree and making beautiful music, who had shown him the way, but whom he had also promised whatever first he met at the royal court, and it was she herself, and he was terribly sorry. I love all of these dads giving away their daughters. Oh, no. But she promised that she would go with him when he came for the love of her old father. Hans tended his pigs and the pigs had more pigs until there were so many that the whole forest was full. Then Hans let his father know that they should empty out all the stalls in the village because he was coming with such a large herd of pigs that everyone who wanted to would be able to take part in the slaughter. It saddened his father to hear this. For he thought Hans had long since died. He was sad that he found out that his son was still alive. <laughs> oh my gosh. These parents. Stellar father of the year. I just I just would like to say, I thought dystopian like adults were bad, but I'm going to say they're not as bad as fairy tale parents. You fairy tale parents are a whole other level where I'm just like, what... That's what? probably why Disney always kills them off. Because like, we can't even deal with that. Good ones. <laughs> We're just done. For he thought that Hans had long since died, but Hans mounted his rooster, drove the pigs ahead of himself into the village, and had them butchered. What a slaughter! What a commotion! They could hear the, the noise two hours away. Lots of exclamation points in here. Afterward, Hans said, Father, have my rooster shot a second time at the blacksmith's. Then I will ride away and not come back again as long as I live. So the father was super excited. My own insert. So the father had the rooster shot and was happy that Hans was not coming back. Hans rode into the first kingdom. The king had ordered that if anyone should approach who was carrying bagpipes and riding a rooster, that he should be shot at, struck down, and stabbed to prevent him from entering the castle. Thus, when Hans rode up, they attacked him with bayonets, and he spurred his rooster on, flew over the gate, and up to the king's window. Landing there, he shouted at him to give him what he had promised, or it would cost him and his daughter their lives. Then the king told the princess to go out to him in order to save his life and her own as well. She put on a white dress, and her father gave her a carriage with six horses, magnificent servants, money, and property. She climbed aboard and Hans took his place beside her with his rooster and bagpipes. They said farewell and drove off. The king thought that he would never see them again. However, it did not go as he thought it would, for when they had traveled a short distance from the city, Hans pulled off her beautiful clothes and stuck her with his quills until she was bloody all over. This is the reward for your deceit. Go away, I do not want you. And with that, sent her back home, and she was cursed until as or cursed as long as she lived. Here's the thing: we think that Hans is the victim in this situation, but then it's like his villain villain origin story. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I do not want to you. Yep. Okay, we're almost done. Hans, astride his rooster and carrying his bagpipes, rode on to the second kingdom, where he had also helped the king find his way. This one, in contrast, had ordered that if anyone looking like Hans should arrive, he should be saluted and brought to the royal castle with honors and with a military escort. When the princess saw him, she was horrified because he looked so strange, but she thought that nothing could be done about it because she had promised her father to go with him. She welcomed Hans, and they were married. Then he was taken to the royal table, and she sat next to him while they ate and drank. 
That evening, when it was time to go to bed, she was afraid of his quills, but he told her to have no fear, for he would not hurt her. Unlike that other one. (laughs) He told the old king to have four men... It's about to get so weird, Chelsea. He told the king to, to have four men keep watch by their bedroom door. They should make a large fire. He said that he would take off his hedgehog skin after going into the bedroom and before getting into bed. The men should immediately pick it up and throw it into the fire and then stay there until it was completely consumed by the fire. When the clock struck 11, he went into the bedroom, took off the hedgehog skin (laughs) and lay it down by the bed. The men rushed in, grabbed it and threw it into the fire. And as soon as the fire consumed it, he was redeemed and he lay there in the bed entirely in the shape of a human. But he was somehow like dirty from this as though he had like been charred and the king sent for his physician who washed him with some good salves and bombs and then he became clean and was a handsome young gentleman when the princess (laughs) saw what had happened she was overjoyed and they got up and ate and drank now their wedding was celebrated for real and hans inherited the old king's kingdom some years later He traveled with his wife to his father and said that he was his son, but the father said that he did not have a son. He had had one, but he had been born with quills like a hedgehog and had gone off into the world. Then he said that he was the one, and the old father rejoiced and returned with him to his kingdom. No! No! The end! Are you kidding me? What? That's the story. What? 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 I, I wish. Mm. Here's the thing, Chelsea. I googled, like, what is the moral of the story? And every time I googled it, it says, your guess is as good as mine. Like, I don't understand the point of this story. <laughs> Can you imagine the horror of, like, somebody, like, <laughs> pulling off the top half of their body what and the just like heck? and then just chucking it into the fire like oh yay now that's gone couldn't have done it at any point up until now what on earth you're welcome there's food for your nightmares tonight i'm just what <laughs> what the what the what <laughs> what I'm not over it. I'm just trying to I'm trying to find a moral of the story and you're right. They I literally am. there isn't one. What is this? He Hans is creepy. Like he like hurt this girl and sent her back to the kingdom. And I don't know, he's just chilling in the woods playing his bagpipes. I don't understand why the bagpipes were a big deal in this story. He rode around because on a Because it was rooster. beautiful music. So that's, how, how the, that's how they found him. I know, but like, how how big was he? How small was he? If he was riding on the back of a rooster, how big could he have actually been? But then when he You're tears off wrong. his hedgehog skin, does he like also grow five feet? And it's just creepy. Like, like I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have words for it. Well, obviously yeah. I have lots of words because um, I just talked a lot, but... Yeah, um, this is, this is unique. (laughs) This is a unique story. Definitely one I've not heard before. Um, thank you for bringing this into my life. I don't know what I would do without it. It probably function at a higher capacity. (laughs) (laughs) I think the 
the only story or the only moral that I can think of is about the kings, like the dishonest king versus the honest king. But it, I feel like that's not the, even the mo- most important part of the story. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something. It's definitely something. <laughs> what the heck? Was this, was this worth doing another fairy tales episode for? This is going to haunt my dreams, and I hope that you know that. <laughs> I will not send you the pictures that I found of it then. I definitely want to see the pictures. I want to okay, know what Hans my Hedgehog looks like. Well, we want to hear something terrible. They made like a live action video. No. Like a fairy tale thing. No, they didn't. Hans the Hedgehog. Hans my Hedgehog. I feel like There's could be a also like a really cute song. little. Oh. <laughs> That's a little cute one, right? And then there's this monstrosity. What? It looks like cats. It reminds me of cats. Oh my gosh, I hate that. Oh. Oh. What? And the then he cr- peels it off and becomes a man. What the heck? Yep. I like this. Here's one. him on his rooster and his bagpipes. Oh, cute. That one's cute. A, there are some very beauty. cute drawings, and then there are some that are just utterly terrifying. It must. All of these are showing him on an exceptionally large rooster, so he must have a magically yep. enhanced rooster. There, it's something. Oh man! Well, Chelsea, I have to go run some errands, but thanks for letting me scar you for the rest yeah, of your this, life. This really appreciate been... your willingness. A, a real joy, you know? It's just been so much fun. <laughs> another another set of fairy tales forever burned into my mind. More Disney movies ruined. It's all fantastic and great. Yep, so that's what we're for here that. for. <laughs> You're welcome. No problem. Well, folks, thanks for being here. If you have any fairy tales that you'd like us to read, I actually really enjoy doing these. They're fun Tuesday tales to do. Every I actually once in a while. adore them. So I don't know if they're yeah. any fun to listen to, but they're really fun to make. Yep. So if you have a story that you want us to read that's like particularly weird or you just love the soothing sound of our voices, which is probably not an option, um, <laughs> send us send us the stories. Message us. We'll definitely read it. Um Make sure you're following us. Can add add you to our list of wonderful followers. Um, have a wonderful have a wonderful week, Chelsea. What are our yes. friends eating this week? Mm, donuts. Ooh, that was a very quick response. Is that what you want right now? I really want a donut right now. Okay, well, in honor of Chelsea <laughs> wanting a donut at this moment, go get a donut at some point this week. Cool. And there you go, Chelsea. Any parting words? Um, just that, you know, you guys are the best and we love you guys. You're all amazing human beings and don't, don't let the bad days get you down. Yeah. Good job, Chelsea. Thanks for those motivating words. (laughs) Anytime, anytime. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye, guys. Thanks for being here, guys. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.